Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks. I hope you've been enjoying and uh, please share this with other folks and at any time during the podcast. The uh, call to action to have a conversation with me is asklaurel.com. You can go there and put in any appointment for those that you hear on these podcasts, want to have an appointment with, or just want to have a chat with me. And then watch our schedule for the Ask Laurel sessions where I answer questions once a month for hour minimum, sometimes up to two hours. There are so many questions. So stay tuned for more. So today we're going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to go back to my roots, back to the beginning where, and it's a funny story how I, about persistence, how I met Jay Conrad Levinson. And in 2004, I was determined that I needed to start writing books. There were a lot of authors being published by and with Jay Conrad Levinson. And so I decided, well, I'm going to figure out this formula. And it was a the total work of persistence. So I called the, you know, company, which you kind of figure out that's where you would start. And I said to whoever answered the phone, you know, that I want to write a book with Jay Conrad Levinson. And they kind of laughed and said, well, that's not what we do here. You know, this is who books his appointments and his speeches and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, who does it? And they said, well, you know, we'll have to get back to you. So didn't hear from him, called him again, uh, called him again, called him again, called him again call them again. <laughs> and finally, I said, no, seriously, like all these other people that have been able to write books. I want to write a book on guerrilla wealth. I'm a wealth builder. I do a guerrilla style, just like all the other guerrilla authors do marketing. And they said, oh, we, we don't do that. So call them again, call them again. I finally said, okay, I'm going to get smarter, do what I would you know, tell myself to do. And I'm going to go talk to some of the authors and find them, see how they kind of deal with Mr. J. Conrad Levinson, who has now since passed. And he just has the greatest work on marketing, I think, uh, you know, that existed at that time. And it was interesting. Um, I talked to some of the authors and they said, yeah, it's just been great. We have to fund the whole thing. We share uh, 50-50 with him. I thought, well, that's an interesting model. I said, well, how did you get the deal? And they said, well, his deals are done completely out of the office with his daughter who then lived in Seattle. I said, oh, I get the deal. So called Amy. And uh, again, same answer. We don't do wealth building books. We do marketing books. I said, I know, but I do a guerrilla style. You can go out of the context of it. So I was actually one that kind of led the brand that direction. And, you know, subsequent to then, there's a lot of guerrilla books around a lot of different topics that are not just around marketing, but guerrilla style. So anyway, I finally uh, got her to get me an appointment with her father who said, well, you can have a few minutes. I said, a few minutes. I said, I actually live in the same county as him. I'll drive to his house. I want to meet him. I, this is serious. I want to cut a book deal. And so finally, I got my two-minute appointment. Drove up. He walks out, shuts the door, and standing on the porch. I'm like, really? Like, I am only going to get two darn minutes of this guy's attention. So thank God it came prepared. And I think it's a lesson for a lot of you um, to come prepared when you have a meeting, be really clear what you want. So I put a financial model together, a little revenue model together, 
a profit model together and clearly showed him that I'm going to sell and make him more money than any other author. And so off we went. And uh, by the way, the two minutes became dinner and an evening with he and his lovely uh, wife. And we just, it was awesome. So persistence paid off. So here, years later, um, I still refer back to my Gorilla Wealth book. It was kind of what I call back to the roots. And it's the, the subtitle is the tactical secrets for the wealthy finally revealed and so there are eight things inside this book that I'm going to share with you today. So get a pen and paper about just the core basics. And you hear about them at other uh, programs. But when you really go back to the basics, for some of you who have really never been financially uh, educated, financially organized, I think it's really important that you get back to your basics and get back to some of the basic financials. So I'm going to go through those eight. But just to finish off the story, um, we did publish. We we went live at that time, you know, becoming even an Amazon bestseller was like a great thing because, you know, um, we became a bestseller in several small categories, but not the New York Times. We weren't running for that. And it launched my speaking career. I can tell you that was one of the biggest, biggest things. But the number one, the pinnacle of persistence for me was when not even two months after the book was released, McGraw-Hill called me and said, we'd like you to write The Millionaire Maker. And then that became the launch of 2006, which really was the biggest launch of Live Out Loud. So I think there's a path to persistence. In fact, um, you know, I think I'm going to call this podcast, you know, the, the pinnacle of persistence because it really does work when you are really clear what you want. You have that feeling inside that you just know that you know that you know that this is the right thing and the right thing to do. And uh, just encourage all of you, if you have something passionate inside that you've really got to go for, um, make make it your pinnacle. Make it the moment that really change the trajectory of your career or something that you're really you know in line for that you're excited about and you're passionate about. So the eight things we're going to talk about, um, and again, get a pen and paper. And this was the introductory work that I started with and I taught over and over and over, which is the base of how do you get financially organized. And the first thing is your financial conditioning. The second is your financial baseline. The third, your financial freedom day. Number four, how do you manage your lifestyle cycle? And then number five, how do you build a wealth cycle foundation? And in chapters four and five, I think are just really pivotal for most people who have grown up in this occupational age of being told to get a job. And if you need more money, get another job and don't have credit card debt and hope this whole thing's really going to work out. Um, and so I'm going to really go through those a little thoroughly in just a moment. Number six is the acceleration of your wealth cycles. And then number seven is how do you lead this team? So much like a recipe, they need to be followed. There's a sequence to it. When you follow it, there'll be a solid foundation that will come out on the other side. And most people that I work with, and I work with a lot of folks, uh, just don't have the organization around their financial models and their financial success. So one of the things you need to learn around your money and your money conditioning and what I call your wealth conditioning is that money is a tool, right? Making accumulating money is, you know, useless unless you have a purpose for it. So what's the purpose? You know, is it for your kid's education? Is it for a bigger life? Like it's just a tool to get you what you need. And I think too many people are oddly attached to it. If you think about your conditioning, who did it come from? And, you know, I can go through many, many phases of life um, and what happens a lot of times, you know, between ages, you know, 
20 to 30, you're right, you're getting ready to buy a car, buying furniture, learning about insurance, learning how taxes are affecting your income and what you actually bring home, um, you know, saving for a down payment, you know, to maybe buy a house, uh, starting retirement account at your job. Those are usually things you do in your 20s to 30s. And then 31 to 45, it becomes that big time of your life where it's seemingly endless to spend on family expenses. Um, now, this day and age, you know, over 60% of people on the planet have divorces. So then you're spending again, you're dividing and going again. Um, I mean, I have friends that have been divorced four or five times and have you know four or five kids from four or five marriages. I mean, uh, getting financially ahead is an interesting strategy with uh, with those, you know, I wouldn't say odds against, it's just, it's with those variables, let's call them that. <laughs> so, and again, in the 31 to 45, you're, you know, looking at your retirement, you're looking at the contributions, you're, you know, borrowing against your home equity if you have to. Um, many times you're starting a business to subsidize or you're getting a second job, hoping, you know, that's, there's going to be some financial stability around the corner. And then 46 to 55 ish college tuition for kids. You know, that is really gone up. Sometimes that's 40, you know, 46 to maybe 65. Um, and then you're like seriously looking at the fact you don't have a lot of accumulation. And then usually in that, you know, 50s to 60s and clearly in your 70s, it's empty nest. You know, you're preparing to slow down. What we're finding with most people is that there's not enough money to slow down. I mean, the statistical average right now, people being financially prepared in their life, the top 25% of the wealthy only make about $67,000. $67,000 puts you in the top 25%. So for many, many of folks, if you're listening to this, um, and I think that most of my followers probably have a, a little greater income, but you're in the tw top 25% of the wealthy. I just, what I know is that you don't know that that's where you are. So it's kind of a shocking, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a shocking moment to realize that you are in the top 25% of the wealthy in, well, right now we're talking about the United States. And I guarantee you, you probably don't feel like it. So this is that check-in moment is, are you ready for this financial life that you've, you know, uh, decided that, well, you didn't even decide you had to walk on it. It just occurs for you and it occurs for everybody and how they do it. Now, once you start looking at your financial conditioning and what got you here, I want you to really like, again, where did it come from? Did it come from your parents, your church, school? Most people it just kind of acquired them through the ages, sometimes with their parents or really just force of life. And the force of life is it just happened to you and you kind of got to either get with your friends, you go to banks, you go to financial institutes, and you try to figure out your best solutions. So stay tuned. We're going to continue down this journey. As far as your conditioning, it is really, really important that you get around the people that are doing. Here's my greatest advice to people is if you want to shift your financial conditioning, you get around the people who are doing what it is you want to do, right? So if you want to be a millionaire, you need to hang out with millionaires. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to hang out with entrepreneurs. So just notice, again, that same, you know, saying that many, many folks, you know, have and, you know, contribute to, which is you are a sum of, you know, the people that you hang out with, and that includes your family. So your conditioning um, and action, you know, is what, what are you going to take as a result of this knowledge and this awareness that you have to engage, you have to what I call lean in and learn and get really clear. Now, let's go back to some of the basics. So these next ones I'm going to go through uh, fairly quickly, which is your 
baseline. So where are you financially? And I have some great forums. I'm going to put them up on my gifts page for a financial baseline. So financial baseline is just organizing yourself. Where's your P&L and balance sheet? Where, how much money do you make? How much do you spend? What's left over? It's called your cash flow. So fill out a P&L. Um, it'll be on our podcast gifts page. So what you do is you'll go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. And right there, you will have a P&L and a balance sheet uh, that you can fill out and start getting some financial organization around your baseline. Now, your baseline is all your assets, all that you own, and your liabilities, all that you owe. And whatever's left over, or the delta, I call it, between them is your net worth. Now, your fee- your financial freedom day is just critical. So we're not going to have you retire, but we are going to pick a freedom day number. So freedom day number, and I'm just kind of picking up the pace. Anytime you see me live, you're going to you know see me go through a very thorough quiz of uh, several of these. And as I've you know accumulated the, my work over the last you know more than decade. Uh, I've enhanced it, modified it, but I think it's really important that you have a Freedom Day goal. So how much money per month are you going for? What is it that you need? And then what is it that you want? And just set a monthly goal. And as for adults, I always say don't set it less than 10000 a month. I think it's absolutely critical that you set that goal. So the next one is what I call managing your lifestyle cycle. So your lifestyle cycle is that cycle that you get trapped in in your 20s. So the lifestyle cycle is where you, oh, how would I even describe it? You learn to make money and you don't focus on that a lot. What you focus on is what do you need to buy? House, car, student loans, furniture, uh, insurance. You start accumulating and then the monthly bill is what is called your expenses. So round and round you go. And if you look at the entirety of life from any place on the planet, it's interestingly organized to attract to you a monthly payment. So can you afford a monthly payment? And just noticing that when things are put into monthly payments, that's not how the wealthy think. So back to your you know wealth conditioning, you know, we think just in terms of price, right? And we make a lot of our money on the purchase of a home or a piece of property or an asset. We don't make it on the monthly installments. But notice everything that's offered to you is in a monthly installment. When you buy a washer and dryer, it's a monthly installment from, you know, Sears or Home Depot or wherever you're buying it. Your your house payment, your car payment, your entirety of life. Look at an infomercial. I mean, they're even selling you a juicer for monthly installments of ten ninety nine. I mean, it's insane the way that it's conditioned and held and that you all buy into it. So managing your lifestyle cycle is noticing how much time do you spend focusing on what you owe in its entirety, your liabilities, and then your monthly expenses that are associated to that. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually, this is a two-part webinar. So the homework I want you to do for these first four parts of this two-part series of the Gorilla Wealth Program is I want you, again, to think about your conditioning, number one, and write that down. I want you to get your baseline. Go over to, again, our asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. Get your P&L and balance sheet. I want you to set a freedom day goal. How much money are you going to be going for as you continue to work? And again, I'd love to work with you and help you get that stretched out as an adult. Um, like I said, inside the podcast, I don't give you less than 10000 a month. And I want you to really get clear time-wise. How much time are you spoke, like really focusing on your lifestyle cycle versus how much time are you focused on creating new revenue? So are you focused on controlling and managing and minimizing or are you focusing on expanding and creating and generating? 
So this is the first part of a two-part podcast series, and you've been listening to Laurel at Laurel's Road Money Talks, and we'll be back with podcast number two. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.